0: Psalms were told, Create a clean heart in me, O God. It's like a cry coming from the whole of humanity. And in the New Testament, we're told, Blessed are the clean of heart, for they shall see God. So, a lot of importance in Scripture is given to this business of being clean, clean in the heart. If you go to the end of a runway or to an airport someplace and you watch the planes taking off, you might be surprised how all that metal gets up into the air. So many people, sometimes a couple of hundred, all their luggage, all the petrol on board, and yet every time it gets up into the air. And you might ask, but what is it that makes the plane go up? You could think initially of the engines, but if it was just the engines, the plane might keep going at the end of the runway. What makes the plane go up when it gets to a certain speed of the wings? Nothing flies on this planet without wings. <coughs> and St. Maria liked to say that we also need wings to our soul to make our soul fly high, way above the things of this world, and that those wings are supplied by the virtue of purity. It's the virtue whereby we place order and our sexual appetite in relation to all of our senses eyes ears touch etc we place an order there that was disordered with original sin our first parents had the gift of rectitude whereby all their passions were perfectly subject to their reason which was perfectly subject to god and then with original sin well that they lost that gift their desire for pleasure became disordered. And so we have what's called a disordered concupiscence. We tend to look for pleasure in the wrong ways or in disordered ways. And so we have to impose order there. And so there are human and there are supernatural means to live the virtue of purity. One of the human means is to distance ourselves from things that cause problems, causes temptations could be on our phone could be conversations could be a movie could be certain people or certain places our Lord says in scripture if your hand is an occasion of sin to you cut it off it's better to go into life maimed than having two hands to go into the eternal fire and so our Lord is very clear in this area there's no dilly dallying very radical let cut it off change your way of thinking or behaving, change your lifestyle, in order to grow to be clean of heart, because that's a great goal to have in your life. The virtues of purity, chastity, modesty, virginity, celibacy are all very much tied up with human love. Our Lord wants us to have a noble, pure love, which is one of the most beautiful realities on the planet. Reflection of divine love. That's why the devil has messed it up so much for young people. And so there are certain key ideas that we have to get right. The purpose of human sexuality. Somebody said once that we suffer in the world not so much from an excess of sex, but from a lack of true human sexuality, which is beautiful, which is noble, which is ordered. Our church teaches the truth, the beauty, and the meaning of conjugal love. The only church on the planet that does so. And so in the course of our life, we need to come to learn what those things mean, how to practice them, how to spread those ideas around. St. Paul says to the Romans, I urge you then, brothers, remembering the mercies of God, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, Dedicated and acceptable to God. That is the kind of worship for you as sensible people. (coughs) So we offer our bodies as a living sacrifice. One of the first ways to acquire this cleanliness of heart will is to ask God for it. Give me that gift. Help me to be cleaner in my thoughts and my imagination. And if ever any... Unclean thoughts will enter my mind or my imagination will help me to dismiss them immediately. Sometimes you have to change our thinking, like you change the tunnel on a TV set. Press a new button, get thinking about something different. Change your focus. All the saints talk about the guard of the eyes. Many bad things can enter through the eyes, and so we need to guard our eyesight occasionally. Don't let our eyes focus on things that are not right. And we also have to guard the heart. Our heart can turn traitors at St. Joseph Maria, it can fly off in a million different directions. He talked about keeping it locked with seven bolts. There's a story of the crown jewels that are kept in, I think it's in Edinburgh Castle. And they're in a glass case in this castle that is electrified and with an alarm. And outside that, there are guards guarding the crown jewels. (coughs) And outside that, there are more guards and more alarms. And then there's a courtyard where dogs roam at night. There are big high walls of the castle. And outside the castle wall, there's a moat. And so if anybody tries to steal the crown jewels, well, they have a pretty difficult task. They have to get through various levels of security. The Queen doesn't carry the crown jewels around in her handbag and give it to the first pretty face that she sees. They're protected. They're guarded. If that's the way that human treasures are guarded on Earth, well, how how must we guard the treasure of our heart? keeping it locked with seven bolts. And if any of those bolts become loose, we'll be jammed shut again. St. Paul says, do not model your behavior in the contemporary world, but let let the renewing of your minds transform you, so that you may discern for yourselves what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and mature. Very interesting words of advice. Do not model yourself in the contemporary world. We're not just here to do what everybody else is doing, thinking the way they're thinking. We're on a different plane. <coughs> We're called to be a bride of Christ. To have that clean heart. And keep it clean. And if ever it ceases to be clean, we'll be and clean it again in the sacrament of confession great means, other means to live this virtue well, frequent confession, so that we accuse ourselves of small things, of lack of the guard of our heart, or of our imagination, or our thoughts. And our Lord has warned us that out of the heart of man come all sorts of ugly things, envy, jealousy, lust, anger. So we shouldn't be surprised at the temptations that come. Now what the devil may throw at us, We're human. Our Lord also allowed himself to be tempted. But we have the remedies. St. <coughs> Paul talked about a thorn in the flesh that was given to him, a messenger from Satan to batter me and prevent me from getting above myself. We all have some sort of a thorn in the flesh that we have to be careful with. About this, I I have three times pleaded with the Lord that it might leave me. Oh, our Lord, take it away from me. I don't want this thing. But our Lord answered and said, My grace is sufficient for you. And so we have all the graces, all the helps to lead a clean life, to live in the presence of God, and to live in the state of grace all the days of our life. And one of the worst things that could happen to us is to fall into the state of mortal sin. Sin is the greatest evil, the only real evil. And so we have to flee from mortal sin as from the devil himself. And if ever we have the misfortune to fall into that situation, well, we should try and get out of that situation within 24 hours. Find a priest, look for confession. With that we restore our peace and our joy and our happiness and our union with God. Because also our Lord has told us that he will come like the thief in the night. Today might be the day that he will call us. He wants to find us prepared in the state of grace with our lamps burning brightly. The church has always taught that if we die in the state of mortal sin we can go to hell for all eternity. And so while purity is not the most important virtue, charity is the most important virtue, the sixth commandment is the sixth commandment, it's not the first, at the same time it's an important virtue, one we have to take a lot of care with and fight and have a lot of optimism. My grace is enough for you, for power is at full stretch in weakness. It is then about my weaknesses that I'm happiest of all to boast so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. The power of Christ. We have all the means. And that is why I am glad of weaknesses, insults, constraints, persecutions, and distress for Christ's sake. For it is when I am weak that I am strong. With the passage of time, our Lord may let us see our weakness. Help us to see where I have to fight in certain areas, where my heart gets a little bit loose, my thoughts go a little bit astray, where I have to be careful so that I take care of that cleanliness of heart. I met a man once in Mombasa. I asked him what his profession was, what he did for a living. He told me he was a tea taster. I'd never met a tea taster before. (laughs) I was thinking, I think my mother would have loved that job. And I was thinking, well, if he's a tea taster, <coughs> he has to be able to distinguish between the different types of tea that come from qualities of tea from different parts of Kenya. karicho gold, and moringa silver, and all the others. Well, he must have to have a great sensitivity with his taste buds. He must have to take very good care of them. And after the tenth sip of tea on a Monday morning, you might feel like having a brandy or smoking a cigar, a chewing bang or something. Well, that could play havoc with his taste buds, the sensitivity there. But likewise, we have to be careful with the taste buds of our soul, not allowing the taste buds of our soul to come in contact with anything that might contaminate them and lose their sensitivity for nobility, for beauty, for the things of God. Blessed are the clean of heart, for they will see God. And we also know that the devil is very clever. Genesis says he's more subtle than any other wild creature that the Lord God had made. And so the devil knows where we're weak. He knows how to come at us. He tries to convince us that we're strong, that we can handle certain situations, or temptations, or. or allow ourselves into certain situations. And in dealing with people of the opposite sex, we have to be particularly careful to guard our heart, not to wander into situations or places where, well, we could be compromised. There was a young fellow once who ran into a police station, said, quick, quick, my father has been fighting for over an hour. And the policeman said, over an hour? Why didn't you call me before now? And the kid said, well, in the beginning he was winning. And so sometimes that's what happens with the temptations. The devil allows us to go a few rounds. Allows us to think that we're strong. We can handle this situation. But in reality he's preparing for the knockout blow. And so, Lord, give me the grace to fight. <clears throat> to fight, stay always in the state of grace. To see mortal sin as the worst possible evil that I could fall into. And to realise that I have your your graces to help me in this battle. In the Catechism of the Catholic Church, the chapter on purity is entitled The Battle for Purity. It's interesting that the Church places those words there. It reminds us that it's a battle where we have to fight. But it's a battle worth fighting and a battle worth worth winning. Do you not realize, says St. Paul, that you are the temple of God with the spirit of God living in you? If anybody should destroy the temple of God, God will destroy that person because God's temple is holy and you are that temple. One of the great means we have to grow in strength to be able to live this virtue is to receive Holy Communion frequently. In every communion, we get the grace of God to be able to fight a bit better. We're lifted up onto a new supernatural plane. We get an influx of the supernatural virtues, faith, hope, and charity, but also an increase of all the moral virtues that help us to fight that battle a bit better so that we take care of our wings so that we're able to fly high, spiritually speaking, way above this world and look down upon it from a different height where everything looks very different. We see things as God sees them. So that Jew too, says St. Peter, may be living stones, making a spiritual house as a holy priesthood, to offer the spiritual sacrifices made acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. One time I saw a picture of a KLM jumbo jet that was being transported along the canals of Amsterdam. This jet had flown all over the world, but it had reached the number of miles that jets are allowed to fly. And now it was being retired to be a restaurant and was being moved from the airport to its final resting place. And in order to move it, it had the wings cut off. And so this picture was uh, of this jumbo jet being transported along the canals of Amsterdam through a housing estate. And of course, the jumbo jet dwarfed uh, all the houses. The the jumbo jet looked enormous with the houses beside it. And it was a very unusual photo because you saw all these houses and in the middle of them, here was this jumbo jet towering over the, the houses. But there was also something a little bit sad about it. Here was this enormous jumbo jet that had Given wonderful service, it transported thousands of people all over the world, and now its flying life was ended. It had no more wings. Wings are very important. We need those wings to treasure them, look after them. We can't allow our wings to get caked with mud. Birds that get caked with mud or oil or something, well they can't take off anymore. They get stuck to the ground. And so we could try to foster in our soul, in our heart, that desire for a greater purity, that clean heart that the whole of humanity has yearned for down through history. as reflected in the scriptures. St. Paul says you are to put aside your old self, which belongs to your old way of life. And is corrupted by following illusory desires. There's an old person there inside us that we have to change. Come to a new spiritual maturity. Learn how to love in very concrete ways and what what that means. And we have to spread that message all over the place. We know that the atmosphere that we move and work in, people that we meet, well, we often have to try and lift up that atmosphere. We have to up to a new supernatural spiritual plane. Help conversations to so be cleaner. Help the lives of the people around us also to be cleaner, so that they can be clean of heart. Your mind, he says, that to be renewed in spirit, so that you can put on the new person that has been created in God's principles and the uprightness and holiness of the truth. And so, Lord, help me to learn what this virtue is and what it means. It means to love as Christ loved, Virtues of purity, chastity, modesty, virginity, they're not an imposition. They are ways of loving. <coughs> the world tries to tell us that <coughs> you have to be irrational to be chaste, or that chastity drives you nuts or makes you nuts. Well, that's, well, there's something wrong with you if you're trying to live those virtues, but we know that's not the case. These virtues, purity, chastity, modesty, virginity can be the key to profound happiness and joy for single people and for married people. And so it's worthwhile to work at that business of self-mastery, self-control. <coughs> Where do we ever hear those words? Very rarely. We need to be in control of our thoughts, of our imagination, of our memory of our habits, so that we change those habits if necessary. One writer says, you can't play with the animal in you without becoming wholly animal. There's an animal inside each one of us, a tiger. (coughs) It has to be controlled. A person who wants to keep their garden tidy doesn't reserve a plot for weeds. The gardeners here who take such good care of the the lawn or the the hedges or the shrubs, well, they don't lead us to an area of the garden. So here, this is where we grow all the weeds. A good garden has no place for weeds. There's only one thing you do with the weeds. You pull them up by the roots so they don't grow more or they don't spread. And also, if the weeds are there, they're soaking up the good organic matter that's there in the earth. You get rid of them. No place for them. And so there can't be any areas of our life that we reserve a plot for weeds, for bad things. I put my Christian vocation into brackets or parentheses for this particular time or period of the day or of the week. Or I suspend all my good habits for this particular moment. (coughs) We get rid of those weeds. God wants us to be fighters. People who struggle. Which is stronger, the reed that is bent by the wind or the reed that stands up against the wind? We may be weak, we may be flighty, we may have our our miseries, but we want to be reeds that stand up against the wind with a certain fortitude and strength. To stand up against the winds that blow, the atmosphere that may be around us. Any dead thing can float downstream. We have to swim against the current. And now is the time when we have to try and learn how to practice this virtue. Age doesn't help. Virtue doesn't come with age. St. Maria says in the way, don't wait to be old to be holy. Sometimes we think that holiness comes with old age. It can be more difficult. The devil can throw more things at us. <coughs> now is the time when we have to learn how to practice the virtues. And sometimes we need to be told things <coughs> and told things very clearly. When Pope St. John Twenty-Third was a nuncio, he'd been a nuncio in many countries before he became Pope. He had to attend many diplomatic dinners with all sorts of people, ambassadors. But one of these big dinners There was a lady seated not too far away from him who was very badly dressed and after the first course of this dinner there was a bowl of fruit in the middle of the table so he picked up an apple and he offered it to her and she looked at him with a strange look on her face and said your excellency I I didn't ask for any fruit he said madam it was only after Eve at the apple that she realized what she was wearing And so sometimes we have to say clear things to people have you know, certain standards. You know? All the apostles realised that they could be weak. When our Lord talked about how one of them would betray him, they all said, Is it I? They were aware of their weakness, of their miseries. <clears throat> and so too we can't feel that that we're strong or we can handle the situation, or these thoughts, or these pictures, or whatever. In the way we're told, when you resolve firmly to lead a clean life, justity will not be a burden for you, it will be a triumphal crown. He also says, without holy purity, one cannot persevere in the apostolate. It's necessary for leading a Christian life, for having an influence, That cleanliness of heart, great goal to work for, and St. Paul tells us on many occasions that it's worth the effort. At times the struggle may be more difficult. We might have to fight, and fight to the death. Sometimes we might have to use extraordinary means. Our Lord says if your hand is an occasion of sin, you cut it off, get rid of it. Sometimes you might have to change our job, change our city, change where we're living. Get away from a certain person that may be causing us problems. Anything, rather than consent. Because we have to try to remove all obstacles, all temptations. Because we want to get to heaven, and we want to make a job of getting to heaven. Because that's the most important thing. Many great things flow from having a clean heart. We get a penetrating vision for what is divine. We sense the presence of God in things. Blessed are the clean of heart, for they shall see God. Not just in the next world, but in this world, in people, in places. A clean heart gives us a confidence in God in our Father. That he will give us the to struggle. It helps us to have a sincere repentance. Because somehow we see a little clearer the, the gravity of sin, the ugliness of sin. A clean heart helps us to know ourselves a little more and our sins and our weaknesses of where we need to be better. It can give us a true humility because we know we're weak and we realize that perhaps we don't know the extent of our weakness. By that cleanliness we can have a great love for God and love for others. It gives us a great capacity to do apostolate a desire, a zeal to reach out to others, to help them to know these beautiful things, beautiful truths that we have come to know. Gives us a bigger heart so that we can love others more. We're not madly in love with ourselves. Love is wanting good for others. Lust is wanting good or pleasure for me. Taininess of heart can give us a great fortitude in the face of difficulties, a willingness to fight it makes us more, more human and they are be- therefore better able to, to understand others. Our Lord, on his way to Calvary, when he atones for all the sins of men, stripped of his garments, exposed to the vulgar gaze of the crowd, Atoning for all of our sins of impurity, inviting us to, to have those deeper desires. We're told, in the way all the sins of your life seem to rise up against you, don't lose confidence. Rather, call on your Holy Mother Mary with the faith and abandonment of a child. She will bring peace to your soul. And so the virtuous worth striving for. We're told in the way, how is that heart of yours getting along? Don't worry, the saints who are perfectly ordinary normal beings like you and me also felt those natural inclinations. And if they had not felt them, their supernatural reaction of keeping their heart, soul and body for God instead of giving it to creatures would have had little merit. That's why once the way is seen, I think that the heart's weaknesses need to be no obstacle for a determined soul, for a soul in love. And so we have many encouragements to live this virtue well. We can turn to our mother, remembering that we have prayers like the memorare, the rosary, little aspirations, ways to stay close to her, so that in a moment of difficulty or temptation, or like a little child, we can turn to that mother that we need so much and ask her for all the graces we need to conquer in this particular situation. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you have communicated to me during this meditation. I ask your help to put them into practice. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me.